presence of the Lord is with us in every season of our life. Hallelujah. May we become people who cultivate the presence of God, who carry the presence of God, and who exhibit the presence of God in every phase of our life. Praise God. Hallelujah. Shall we turn to God's word? We will turn to Romans chapter 4, verse 17 to 24. Romans chapter 4, verse 17 to 24. I'm going to read, As it is written, I have made you a father of many nations. He is our father in the sight of God, in whom he believed, the God who gives life to the dead, and calls into being things that were not. Against all hope, Abraham hope Abraham in hope believed and so became the father of many nations. Just as it had been said to him, so shall your offsprings be. Without weakening in his faith, he faced the fact that his body was as good as dead since he was about a hundred years old and that Sarah's womb was also dead. Yet, he did not waver through unbelief regarding the promise of God, but was strengthened in his faith and gave glory to God, being fully persuaded that God had power to do what he had promised. My Father, we are grateful to you this morning. We thank you for your word. We pray that you will speak into our life. Speak life into each and every one of us. Touch us, revive us, rejuvenate us, refresh us. Release your anointing upon this place that the proclamation of God's word will be effective. Christ will be exalted. Powers of darkness will be dispelled. Praise God. Every strongholds will be demolished. Thank you in advance for what you're going to do. We take victory in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. Through the blood of Jesus and the name of Jesus, we declare victory in the house. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Please be seated. We will continue with our theme from last week. The message is titled, The God Look. The God Look. Praise God. A quick recap. Last week, we spoke about the importance of outlook in our lives. As Worsby puts it, outlook determines outcome in our lives. And through this portion, as the Holy Spirit inspired Apostle Paul to write, Paul, summing up the life of faith of Abraham, he puts everything together in few words, and we see a treasure trove right here in this few words that we read. We see Abraham's outlook, and we call that outlook God look. Praise God. So Abraham, who was on the face of the earth, he had a very out, very unique outlook to life 
to God and to the promises of God. Standing on earth, he would look up and he had earned a God look. Praise God. And through that God look, he was able to overcome every challenges that he faced in his life. As part of his God look, we said two points last week. One was, his God look was so unique that he believed that God is a God who can raise those that are dead back to life. Praise God. He, God can raise the dead back to life. It means that which was existing in time and has come to an abrupt end, God can revitalize it. In other words, God can put a recall, praise the Lord. That which is dead, God can bring it back to life. God who can make a recall. So last week we said, maybe, perhaps, looking into your lives, you have promises that is lifeless. You have dreams that have become dead. Everything seems to have come to an abrupt end. So through God look in our life, just like Abraham, praise God, you and I should believe that God can make a recall in your life and my life. Praise God. The second thing God looked about Abraham was, he believed that God is God who can call into existence that which is not. He who calls the things that are not as if they are. This was the second part of the God look that Abraham had. Praise God. He believed that God was such a powerful God that he can simply call into existence that which is not. So if there is a promise on your life and you don't see it activated, you don't see it in a reality realm, I want to assure you this morning, have a God look, praise God. Trust in a God who can call into existence that which is non-existent. Praise God. That is, God look from Abraham's perspective looking up to God. Now, the flip side is, we said that God also has a unique look. Praise God. God as a promise giver and Abraham as a promise receiver. As a promise receiver, Abraham had a God look. As a promise giver, God had a God look. He looked at the person that he was giving promise to. And the Bible says, God looked at Abraham and God said, praise God. He said that he was sure that Abraham will fulfill that promise. Praise God. Or Abraham would position himself in such a way that he will inherit the promises of God. 
Amen. In other words, we see God is saying that I know that you are going to be the father of nations. Not in future tense, when God speaks to him, he speaks to him in past tense as if it is already materialized. So that God look from God's perspective upon you and me that are inheritors of the promises of God is such that God looks at you and me and he says that what I have spoken, what I have pronounced, the word that I have released from my mouth concerning you, the counsel of mine will come to pass and I stand by my word. Praise God. What a beautiful thing. Praise God. That God in his God look, looking at you and me, praise God, praise God, pronounces and said, it is done. Amen. Praise God. So in other words, if God has promised you that you will be a revival speaker, in God's perspective, you are a revival speaker. Praise God. If God says that you are going to be a missionary and you are a missionary in his sight. Praise God. If God says that you are an entrepreneur, you are an entrepreneur in the sight of God. If God says you're going to be an inventor, you are an inventor in the sight of God. If God says you are going to be a scientist, that's what you are in the sight of God. But you're going to say, God, the pandemic has brought everything to a stop. Praise God. Believe as we said last week, God can bring forth a praise out of pandemic. He can look at the rubble of ashes that's standing by and he can bring life out of that rubble. Praise God. Hallelujah. Don't be discouraged this morning because the God that you and I serve is a God who can call, bring to life that which is dead and he can call into existence that which is non-existent. After all, isn't he a God? Praise God who turned Calvary into a cradle of salvation. Praise God. If God can turn Calvary, praise God, which is an emblem, the cross on Calvary, which is an emblem to the world of defeat. Praise God. If he can bring forth cradle of salvation from that cross on Calvary, praise God. I want to tell you, look into your life, that which is demolished, that which is down, that which is downtrodden, and the world has trampled on it, the world Paul says, it's done. There is no more life in it. Praise God. You have a God look. Have a God perspective. And speak to yourself in the light of God's word. In the light of promises of God. Tell yourself that God can bring life out of death. Amen. That's the God look that you and I have to have in our lives. Praise God. Amen. Shall we run? Amen. Praise God. We brought, talked about the two God look of Abraham concerning God. And today we want to go to the second God look of God 
God's perspective concerning Abraham. So come with me. We are turning to Genesis 18, 19, and I will read. For I have chosen him so that he will direct his children and his household after him to keep the way of the Lord by doing what is right and just so that the Lord will bring about for Abraham what he has promised. This is the second God look concerning Abraham. In other words, when God looks at Abraham, this is what God is testifying. Not what CNN is saying, not what MSNBC is saying, God of heaven who has pronounced life, who has pronounced promise upon Abraham, he's saying, I have chosen him so that he will direct his children and his household after him. In other words, God who gave the promise to Abraham had such a confidence in Abraham. Praise the Lord. Wow. Now, we talk about confidence in God. We talk about trust in God. But here, God had so much confidence in Abraham. God is saying, listen, I know that he will direct his children and household after him. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Look at that. God is saying, I have chosen him and he will. Positive affirmative, praise God, there is no shadow of doubt. What will Abraham do? Abraham will direct his children and household after him to keep the way of the Lord. In other words, God is saying, listen, I know this guy will. I have given him the promise, okay? I have given him the promise and I know that what he's going to do is he's going to walk in my ways. See, it's one thing for us to walk in the ways of God. Praise God. It's a big thing to walk in the ways of God. But God doesn't stop there. God is saying, as he walks in my way, I know what he's going to do. He's going to make his children and his household to walk in that same way. Praise God. That's quite a challenge to Walk in God's ways and to make sure that our children and our household will walk in the ways of God. Praise God. God is so much concerned not only about us. He's concerned about our children and about our household. In other words, the psalmist says, Lord, thou hast been a dwelling place from one generation to another. In other words, it's not just me. It's not just you. God is concerned about the next generation that's coming. He's concerned about the following generation that's coming. And so what God is saying about Abraham is, this guy is going to walk in my ways, I know. But not only that, he's going to make sure that those who are coming behind him will walk in the same way. Praise God. What is that way? God says it's the way of the Lord. There is such a way called the way of the Lord. Praise God. We're not talking about Jerusalem Avenue. We're not talking about Old Country Road. We're not talking about Northern State Parkway or the Long Island Expressway. Praise God. God is saying, I know. 
is going to travel on the Lord's way. Do you know? Have you ever been on the Lord's way? Praise God. As you travel on the Lord's way, praise God. God expects your children and your household to travel on the same way. The Lord's way. What's so unique about Lord's way? The Lord's way is so unique. God God gives an explanation or an insight about that God's way. The God's way is, is what? He's saying he will walk, he will keep the way of the Lord by doing what is right and just. Praise God. In other way, as we walk in the Lord's way, what constitutes the Lord's way? See, we are, we are using the virtual world a lot now. It's very easy for us to understand this. This way, we are not talking about the physical. We're talking about this way which constitutes what just and right. Doing what is right and just is walking on the Lord's way. Praise God. What a confidence God had in Abraham. So God look about God's look on Abraham was God had the confidence that this guy is going to walk on my way and is going to make his children and household to walk in that same way. And God is saying, listen, so that, I want you to listen to this very carefully, so that the Lord will bring about for Abraham what he has promised. So the first part is what Abraham is doing. God's confidence what Abraham will do. The second part is, God is saying, this guy is going to do this, I know. And so I can keep the promise that I have given him. It will be fulfilled. So come with me. This is very interesting and very important for us to understand. Based on this verse, I want to present to you two things. One, divine program. Number two, human participation. This is two sides of the same coin. Praise God. Quite often, we want the promises of God to be activated in our lives. We want the promises of God to be ushered into our life. Yes, God is faithful. You and I have to take off our eyes from the circumstances and put on Jesus because he can bring life into lifeless situation. He can bring into existence that which is non-existent. But, praise God, here we see a divine program and human participation coming together. Praise God. Almighty God, praise God, with his everlasting arms, with his almighty hands, praise God, all the way from heaven to earth. And here is a frail human being, the finite being, God Almighty, praise God, God Almighty, the infinite being, and man, the finite being, Almighty God's hand stretched towards, praise God, the frail man, and the frail man putting his hands up, and they're grabbing each other's hands, and here you see the divine program of God, the divine purpose of 
God, the desire of God, and the human participation. Praise God. Activated. Praise God. The purpose of God. The plan of God in motion as they both come into agreement. As man allows God to invade into his life. Invade into his plan and fulfill the purpose of God for you and for me. My friend, God has a purpose for you. God has a purpose for you. God has a design for you. Praise God. Almighty God. Who has seen you and me. Before the foundations of the earth. And called you by your name. Before daddy and mommy gave you a name. God called you out by your name. My Bible says. He calls the stars by their name. He knows your name. Praise God. He has a plan for your life. And he's saying, can I trust you with my plan? Can I trust you to work with me? Can I trust you to cooperate with me? Can I trust you to walk in my ways? Can I trust you to walk in the way of right and just? Can I trust you to pass the baton to the next generation? Can I trust you so that you will walk in my ways and you would cause your children and your grandchildren to walk in my ways so that that which I have planned from the foundations of the world will be activated in you and through you. Glory to God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. You know, today the world, America is celebrating Father's Day and we thank the Lord for our fathers. God bless them. Praise God. God bless them. Well, let me tell you something. A one-night stand can produce an offspring. A one-night stand could produce an offspring. But it takes a lifetime commitment to direct our children, our offspring without derailment to reach the destiny that God has for them. I'll repeat what I said. A one night stand can produce an offspring but it takes a lifetime commitment to make sure that the offsprings will reach their destiny Without being derailed from the purpose of God. Praise God. Look what God is saying. I'm going to give him. The Lord will give Abraham information and revelation. And God is saying because I know he's going to pass it on faithfully to the next generation. Praise God. My friend. God wants to give you revelation of what he's doing, of how he's going to move, and where he is going. It's now it's based on whether you and I are going to be faithful in transmitting it to our children. Praise God. Amen. Praise God. What a wonderful thing that is. 
Praise God. Think about that. Let me ask you, as you sit around the table with your children, as you have a family get together, what have you been telling your children? Strategies, how to be successful in life? How to make the right moves in life? How to make the right investments in life? Trade secrets? Stock secrets? Share secrets? Good. They all are good. But don't forget to impart godly truth into our next generation. This is very important. That which you have gleaned from your walk with Jesus, make sure it's being passed on to the next generation. Praise God. Will heaven be proud of us? Will heaven as fathers, will heaven look at you and me and say, I know he will. I know he will. May heaven look down at each and every one of our parent and say, I know he will. I know he will. I know he will. I trust him with my plan. I trust him with my program. I trust him with my design. I know he's going to pass it on to the next generation. Praise God. You see, you know, when we look at people, we just look at them as names, identifies, the government gives them a social security number, and they, they, they identify them by numbers. We identify people by names. Praise God. But God has a unique identity for you and me. We are the children of God. And each generation is very important to God because each generation is linked to each other. We might think it's not that big, you know, but I want to tell you, I want to address each generation in our church. I believe that we got four generations in our church. I want to tell you, each one of the generation is important. You are linked to each other. Maybe the generation that went before you might not be as articulate as you are. They might not be as refined as you are. They might not look as smart as you are. But I want to tell you, you are linked with them. Praise God. God's purpose and plan flows from one generation to another. And each generation has a unique purpose. And we are linked to each other. As long as that link is strong, we usher the purpose of God into our lives. Praise God. Come with me. Let's move forward. You know, when we read from verse 18 onwards, we see five things unique about the faith of Abraham. All right? I'm going to touch, I don't know how many of them I will be able to do, but let's look at verse 18. Verse 18 goes like this. Against all hope, Abraham in hope, Believed, praise God. Against all hope, Abraham in hope believed. Wow, what a diabolically opposing sentence structure is. Against all hope, Abraham in hope believed, praise God. In other words, where there was no, no possibility of any hope, praise God. In a hopeless situation, Abraham was hopeful. Praise God. Hopeless, hopeful. Less hope, 
full of hope. So the, the setting was, praise God, where it was hopelessness. But despite the hopelessness platform that Abraham was operating from, praise God, the Bible says he was full of hope. Praise God. Let me ask you, my friend, how's your hope tank this morning? Is your hope tank full or it's running dry? Praise God. Maybe you're setting the platform that you're operating like Abraham is hopeless, less hope. Praise God. But like Abraham, if you have a God look, praise God, you can turn a less hope situation into full hope situation. Turn your hopelessness into hopeful situation. In the context, we are talking about Abraham was running 100. He was turning 100. Sarah was right behind him. She was around 90. Praise God. So the situation, the platform they were operating is a hopeless platform. That's why Paul is saying, against all hope, Abraham in hope, believed. Praise God. Listen, in our faith, there has to be that element of hope. Praise God. There should be hope in our faith. What the Bible says is 11.1, Hebrews 11.1 says, Now we know that faith is the substance of things. Hope for the evidence of things not seen. Faith is the substance of what you know is coming your way even though you cannot see it. Faith is a substance of things that is coming your way even though you can see it coming. Turn to your neighbor, tell your neighbor, it's coming. Praise God. It's coming. Turn to your husband. Praise God. And tell your husband, it's coming. Praise God. Turn to your wife and tell your wife, it's coming. Praise God. Faith is not just wishful thinking. No, it's based on the eternal, infallible word of God. Whether I see it right now or not, I know whether I see it right now or not. Whether I can physically touch it or not. Whether I can understand it intellectually or not. Whether I can experience it immediately or not. Praise God. I know what God says. What God said. He will do it. Praise God. That's what it means. Against all hope. Abraham believed in hope. With hope he believed. That is operating from a hopeless platform. With hope full of hope. The next part, verse 19 goes like this, without weakening in his faith. Without weakening in his faith. Interesting, right? We all know about what weakness is. Huh? Weakness, we all know what weakness is. We know what physical weakness is. Weakness, they come in different realms of life. Praise God. Physical weakness, they come because of various reasons. Now, people get weak when they turn old. When they are elderly, they can become weak. 
People can become weak when they get sick. Weakness can be part, physical weakness can be part of something that has been passed on to you by hereditary. Physical weakness might be the cause of abusing, self-abuse on the physical body. Physical weakness could be because we've been careless with our body. So weakness might be due to various reasons. But here, the Bible is talking about a unique kind of weakness, weakness in faith. As far as Abraham was concerned, without weakening in his faith. Awesome, isn't it? So physically he was weak, but the faith in him was not weak. He was not weak in the faith realm. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. In other words, when last week you talked about the inward look, when Abraham looked inward, he knew that reproductively his body was dead. When he looked inward, he knew that physiologically Sarah had been barren all the days of her lives. But Abraham did not consider the frailties of his flesh, but rather he banked on the faithfulness of God's promise. Praise God. Hallelujah. He banked on the faithfulness of God's promise. That's the advantage of having a God look. Praise God. Hallelujah. Wondering, have you been wondering? Why is there such a delay in the fulfillment of the promise of God? I want to tell you, there is an incubation time between the promise of God and the performance of God. There is an incubation time between the promise of God and the performance of God. If this is the promises of God, this is the performance of God. So between the promise of God and the performance of God, there is an incubation period. Praise God. Now, what God wants you and me to do is, he wants me and you to do something. He wants me and you to take the promises of God. Praise God. And by faith, look at the performance of God. You heard the promise of God. You received the promise of God. Now by faith, you look at the performance of God. And you build a bridge between the promises of God and the performance of God. You build a bridge. That is what the Bible says. Against all hope, Abraham in hope believed, meaning build a bridge and call it the hope bridge. Praise God. Build the bridge and call it the hope bridge. Praise God. Get on the hope bridge. Praise God. And one of these days, you will enter into the promises of God. Because God who gives the promise is a faithful God. So as you build this bridge, the hope bridge, praise God, what God is doing in the meantime is, is preparing you.
is molding you, is making you, is building you, is imparting stamina in you, is imparting tenacity in you, is imparting perseverance in you, is fine-tuning you, is sharpening your vision, is fine-tuning your ears, is fine-tuning you so that you can hear the voice of God. Praise God. Keep building the bridge. Keep building the bridge. Keep building the bridge because it's coming. It's coming. It's coming. What is coming? The promise of God is coming. Keep building the bridge. The bridge of hope. The hope bridge. Praise God. Take your eyes off your limitations. There is limitation in you and me. Take your eyes off your limitation and put your eyes on the one who is unlimited. Take your eyes off your limitation that you have. Put your eyes on Jesus who is infinite, who has no limitations. You know, Moses, when he, when he crossed the Red Sea, he, he stood at that, at that Sinai desert and he looked into the wilderness. It was unending. Praise God. As far eyes could see, he could see nothing but barrenness. Do you know why Moses persevered? Because the writer of Hebrews says, he saw the one who was invisible. If you see the one who is invisible, God would allow you to see into the invisible realms so that you can make it with strides. Amen. Praise God. Don't look at your limitations. Instead, look at the unlimited one. Jesus. Amen. We'll stop here today. We'll continue God willing next week. We'll sing a song. We will prepare ourselves. Praise God. Yield yourself to the word of God that has come to you. Can God trust you with this program, with this design? Will you stand with him or would you stand against him? Can God trust you to walk His way? Can God trust you to carry the next generation in that same way? Praise God. Are you hopeful or hopeless? Operating from that hopeless platform, God says, be hopeful. Be hopeful. Build a bridge. Hope bridge. Hope bridge. Because it's coming. It's coming. It's coming. His word is coming. His promises are coming. Praise God. He will not allow His word to fall on the ground. Take your eyes of your limited you. Put your eyes on.